We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 520. Scott, before we get into uh, the topics for today, and we're going to be going a little bit deeper into uh, if the Yankees should use a six-man rotation and what Boone has said about uh, the uh, starting rotation, some life updates. You know this, because now we work together full-time. That's true. That Full is time, something. baby. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've gone over to Blue Wire Podcast Network. You guys have obviously heard about Blue Wire Podcast through Scott and, and the, the various ads and stuff that we've read for the show. And uh, I think, what did uh, what did JJ say when you took the job? How over under on number of He number was of taking bets, yeah, how, over under there. how long it was going to take. So we're, we're right at a year. It was like right around a year, which is... Right about a you, year, yeah. And I You're not the first that. or the second. You're not the first or the second to be full-time over here now either. Well, Dom, but who's the other? Isabel, who was... Isabel was oh, right. uh, George's Boxes... 
um, editor for their first year. So she is actually That's over right, here I working forgot. at the Blue Wire Studios full-time as uh, as a producer as well. So yeah, we now have four people on Bronx Pinstripes. Uh, I'm bringing the family with me. That's that's what's happening. <laughs> I figured, you know when's a good time to just have a have a complete life shakeup? When I'm having a baby, I'm buying a house, and let's just add the trifecta. <laughs> let's go, let's go for the, the threes rule. Good things or bad things happen in threes. Add the new job to the mix. Yeah. Well, look, it's exciting for a number of reasons. One, I think everybody who's who's listened here has come along for the ride of our the lives of Andrew and Scott in our in our own little uh, parallel paths as well. But now you, you know that you know we've had a lot of life events happening. There's been we've been busy, and we've had you know for me over the just blowing or blowing wow growing blow blue wire for over the past year has been huge uh, time commitment for me Freudian because slip. it's been a lot of work. It's a startup. It's been. I've had my head down and just like, you know, just grinding uh, in a small team. We've raised some money. We've got a bigger team. Now you're here. It's great. Uh, but it's going to allow us to be more flexible with our schedules, record more podcasts, talk more Yankees baseball, and uh, and and just do some different things this year. So, you know, I know I'm excited about that too. It's going to be a little different. We're going to, sh- we're going to you know, mix up the formatting and do some new things, do some, uh, some old things, bring them back, bring them back to voicemail consistently every week. Uh, doing doing some really cool segments coming up, so I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm glad you're you're over here working uh, working with me as well. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it's a it's a next it's a, look, Andrew. It's the next phase of our relationship too. So this is uh, this is exciting. Yeah, how long before we rip each other's heads off for real? I don't know. To be honest, like even before we were working together, we I talked to you more than I talked to practically anybody anyway. So the, it doesn't feel that different. To be honest, it's just we're working on some no, other things. It's still kind of weird though. It's still, you got to get in that mindset. Like you said, it's still weird to like pull up a, a team, like an actual work meeting and yeah. see your face there. No, that's true. It's yeah. probably weirder for you just because it's a new thing and I'm here. Whereas like, I've, you know, I, I've known the surroundings of Zoom or Teams, whatever it is, Microsoft Teams. And now you're just in here. I mean, you were in there before too. So that's what's not, it's not as different for me. Right. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah, like I'm, I'm excited said, for the, it. The, it's, it's going to allow us to do a few different things this year, which we, you know, not to peel back the curtain too much, but there's going to be, I think, more frequent episodes, but perhaps more focused on specific topics, maybe a little shorter, more frequent episodes. We're not going to completely reinvent the wheel on what we think makes this podcast good and and what we've heard from listeners on why they like the show. And it's you and me bullshitting for an hour or so Pretty about much. the Yankees. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we go deeper into things, analytics, sometimes we go deeper into the uh, the eye test, or sometimes we, you know, whatever, talk about whatever the, the soup du jour of the Yankees topic is that week. So that's not going to entirely change. Going to try and get some more guests on um, and a lot of different fun things. So I think we've, I've said this, 2020 sucked for a number of reasons, but it, the baseball season sucked as well. I just don't think it was, I don't think as many people had fun <laughs> following the Yankees as they did in previous seasons, whether that's because they couldn't actually go to Yankee stadium or because hell there's other shit going on in your life. It's understandable. I am really confident 2021 is not going to suck as far as following the the team, even though Yankee stadium might only be 20% on April 1st, just to start, just to start that thing's 20% better. Yeah. Better than nothing. 20% better than it was last September and, and October, which they were in freaking San Diego. So 
I think I think uh, a lot of change is good. And as the more things change, you know, the more things stay the same. Justin Wilson leaves last night's game with an injury uh, or Monday night's game with an injury. So add another tally. I guess the good news is it's it's uh, it's not like a major major headlining all star that goes down for the Yankees. No, but it's another MRI. So it's the MRI machine getting warmed back up again, making sure that it's uh, you know it's got its legs underneath it, ready to go. Um, yeah, but, you know how so, you know. Do you think that thing ever just goes into power down mode, or do you think it's just always always hot? It's always running hot. I, I think it's got to tune up. You know, when everybody leaves for the the winter, you know, everybody's down in the warmer weather. That thing, uh, that thing gets ready, just gets ready to go for for ready for spring. Uh, but no, we're we're kicking that thing off. It can early se- it can sense the seasons changing, and it's like, uh oh, February's coming. I got I got to start working <laughs> overtime now. Yeah, pretty much. That's. The thing is, we're we're uh, we're doing okay so far. Uh, I'm excited for how the team is shaking out. I think that yes, we've had some injury concerns, but it doesn't seem like anything knocking on wood, big time, um, ha- has come about yet. And I look when we we saw what what the what the pitching rotation was going to be. We're going to get into uh, a lot more in depth, you know, of a conversation about uh, what this pitching staff can uh, maybe should be, maybe shouldn't be. Who knows? Um, but so far, it's looked very good. It's looked like what we were hoping it to be, right? That, Cause that was the big thing where we all, we all knew what it had potential to be. You, and, and so far, obviously spring training, we're not getting uh, too excited about this, but that said, the guys that are healthy are executing their pitches. I've said this on a couple other shows before. And to me, that's exciting. Wouldn't it be a beautiful irony if this year the rotation actually figures itself out and we have some semblance of a stable rotation in the bullpen is the thing that just completely falls apart when the bullpen has been what has carried the Yankees pitching staff for the past four seasons. Yeah. But when the thing is, is when you go to the playoffs, that's like, that's the narrative. We've all talked about the, the narrative of the pitching rotation being a problem, but come playoff time, it actually, it's not the biggest problem that that's uh, that's plaguing the Yankees. So it's the irony has already been happening. I think over the past few years, when the bullpen around Chapman's been on the mound twice when that ball has left the stadium and uh, and the Yankees have lost. <clears throat> the the offense has been flat for Yankees loss, and yet you got you have guys that you know step up in uh, in playoff uh, playoff time or in the rotation and actually pitch pretty well. And the the rotation really has not been the problem. You could say that it leads to more problems and other problems, but it hasn't been the problem in the playoffs. So we'll see, man. This whole thing is it's a different approach. We can year. agree to disagree on that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I promise we're not going to rehash the playoffs last year, but I mean, they, they didn't have a starter for game two. So you can say it hasn't been the problem, but then again, they tried to, to play chess while everyone, they tried to play chess while the, the Rays were playing checkers sort of thing in game. I'm two. not saying it wasn't a problem. It is a problem. There's no doubt. It wasn't the biggest problem yeah. in those games. And I think a thing to keep an eye on this week is Jay Bruce has an opt out on March 25th. And that's been sort of known. And I think that will Give us a lot of insight on what the Yankees are going to do with their roster. If Bruce doesn't opt out, they probably will announce that at that point he's making the team. You agree with that? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's going to be a decision uh, come come the uh, the 25th, and and when uh, he will know if he's going to be on it or if he's not going to be on it. So yeah, that's that's going to shape the roster. It definitely is a big deal. You know, he's talked about his defense and how he takes pride in his defense. He made a nice play the other night. Um, he's hitting. He's showing that he's healthy. He's talking about being healthy. Looks healthy, out there playing the field, hitting the ball, uh, you know, being a lefty power hitter. 
a guy that doesn't need to play every day that does give them flexibility. It's really, really interesting. I think it's going to be tough to keep him off the roster, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just like we talked about. If if the Yankees just have so much of a love affair with Mike Talkman that they can't fathom the sight of him going somewhere else, then then maybe they'll forego Jay Bruce. But Jay Bruce is there to be a warm body at first base, a warm body in right field, and hit against right-handed pitching. I think what it comes down to for Talkman this year, too, is that they've talked last year. He's talked about the fact that he was not healthy. He, the shoulder was an issue for him. And it really wasn't discussed as much during the season, but he's showing, I mean, he's got three home runs in the spring. Again, take it for however you want it. Uh, He plays good defense. He's got more flexibility for them in the outfield. He does not play first base, whereas whereas Bruce does, but does that matter as much? Could Mike Um, Talkman play first base? Probably. Look, you know what I've I've said this before. I think a lot of people could play first base. The only guy that's really, there's there's two people that have proved me wrong. A-Rod and Chris Carter. (laughs) And Miguel Andujar. Even he, he can play just fine. He, no. he, has, he hasn't been as bad. He, he, he knows how to turn the glove, whereas A-Rod just didn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> and Chris Carter give, forgot to open Mike his Talkman, eyes. I feel like you give Mike Talkman a bit of a heads up. If you had told him back January 15th, hey, you, we want you to take some reps at first base, I feel like he could have been ready for April 1st. I fully agree. I think that a guy that that's athletic like Talkman could certainly do that. Uh, it's a matter of him fielding ground balls. I don't know what that looks like. I'd have to see a couple of them first, you know, to see what his feet do. Uh, but then, so I reserve judgment until I see what his feet do uh, on the infield dirt. Have you seen Moneyball about your favorite general manager? Yeah, of course. The movie about your favorite. Ge- yeah. Do you remember the part when they're trying to sign Scott Hatterberg? Yes. And talking about him playing first base. And he's like, I've never played first base. And Billy Bean goes, that's ah, not that hard. And then yeah. I think it was Ron Washington goes, it's incredibly hard. Yeah. But then he figured it out, didn't he? He, he was just fine and, and, uh, and figured it out. Ron Washington. Incredibly played. hard. You got to put everything in context, right? To put, to it's play at a high incredibly level. Incredibly hard. Yes. It's incredibly hard. But when you compare it to the other nine positions, it's the easiest. Yeah, it's one. I'd say it's one of the easiest for sure. Uh, of the, I mean, you could say an outfield position, but it depends. It depends how you track balls, or or if you're now, you know, on the infield, if you can get in position to take a ground ball. I've never seen him take a ground ball, at least that I can remember. So, uh, I just need my eyes to see him do it one time, and I can tell you my yes or no for Mike Talkman at first base. I just need one time. I just need to see the way his feet move on the infield. That's it. One time. Think about it. The most, over the course of baseball history, the fattest and most out of shape players have played first base. base. Or a corner outfield. But yeah. But first base. Uh, I think think first base more so than than corner outfield. You can be hidden. Um, Maybe you're in more action, which seems counterintuitive because you could potentially be in quadruple the amount of plays, 10 times the amount of plays as as a left fielder. But They've been the fatsos have been hidden at first base, not in left field. First base DH and uh, Cecil Fielder. Cecil Fielder base. played first base. Okay, Cecil Fielder. Come on. There are there's a lot. If you're in the outfield and you can't uh, and you can't you know physically run to a ball that gets by you, there's going to be runs that are scoring. If you're at first base, there's a guy behind you. You're good. If you're at third base, there's a guy behind you. You're good. You're DH. Clearly, you're not doing anything but swinging a bat. So yeah, the liability is less. You, you can be dumber and play the outfield, <laughs> but I think you can be more out of shape and less skilled and play first base. Because you think about it, you have to know what's going on. You have to be mentally in the game more and you have to think more ahead to For play where? first base. Ooh, I don't first know. Base. Chris Carter? 
I mean, I know he played with his eyes closed and it cost him a job. So that obviously I think proves my point, but like, I think you can be dumb. You can just be dumb and athletic and play the outfield. I mean, he was over there. He wasn't really playing the position. I don't know if that proves your point because he wasn't really doing much over there. Uh, literally dropping balls or closing the glove before the ball gets there, you know, closing a glove, closing. I've told the story about the, 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 when I played adult, adult league on Sundays and I'm out, we drank way too damn much, like all of my twenties. And I'm in the parking lot drinking RBVs, Rebel Vodka's just to to get my eyes open. And I've definitely missed a few (laughs) balls and took myself out of the middle, in the middle of an inning. (laughs) <laughs> that just that's like about that's just like a seesaw because you're the red bull's getting you up the vodka's bringing you down oh the, no the vodka gets you up in the beginning there's no doubt but um yeah it's a it's a hard crash it's a hard crash <laughs> so what were we talking about we were talking about uh jay bruce and how jay bruce's position jay bruce's opt-out on the 25th will start the dominoes on the roster and and how they're going to fill out the bench spots and um uh, I I think uh, I think with Bruce I I don't know I don't know how Talkman fits we'll see maybe they just love Talkman so much and, and they add him anyway um and, and so we will be probably on for another episode uh, talking about that and his opt out later in the week uh, and hopefully no one else gets injured in between now and then um, and Duhar Boone said is not expected to see game action anytime soon uh, I how. Do I need to talk about here's Tyler Wade again? Because he's still on the team. Uh, got no, no, a couple no. hits here, today. Here's my question. Right field also, so he's still adding that flexibility and uh, in the in the box score. And to, at the end of the day, whether you like him or not, whether you agree or not, doesn't matter. Boone likes him. Boone likes the flexibility. So we'll see. And he can play shortstop at a high level. My question about Miguel Andujar: Will he play a major league baseball game for the Yankees again? Yes. You can't trade so. him. How do you, what do you do? I mean, you just get, you get rid of him. Maybe you get rid of him, but no. Yeah. I, I just think he, he comes think he back. Does. He Once he works back from injury, there's just no place for him on the roster. And then he gets shipped somewhere in a, in a nothing deal. Maybe, but there's also, you know, there's the, the season's got to start and they're going to go and start playing every day. And someone's probably going to get banged up and there's going to be an opportunity. It feels like it happens every year. So on every team, it's not just the Yankees. Uh, but I would not be surprised if he came back again. It's just a matter of him. There's no long-term fit for him on this team. It's just it's really hard to, to plug him in at this point. And imagine imagine us saying, imagine you being told that after he finished second in Rookie of the Year voting in 2018. Yeah, it's crazy. I would have thought you were a lunatic because his value was very high at that point. We thought he was going to be, you know, I, I think at that time you're you're looking at the defense. You're like, well, I remember, I remember the, us talking about it. All he's got to do is be average. All he's got to do is be average because the bat plays. That was what we were saying because we wanted him there because the bat does play or did play at the time. And we saw him, you know, as a guy that could, they could, uh, you know, contribute to this team for a, a long time offensively and then just be there and be okay defensively and, and just get by. And that was too much to ask. How many home runs did you say Mike Talkman's hit? Three? This did, he, did he just hit another one? He no, hit three. I was he's hit three. did he... Did he steal Aaron Judge's power, a la the Monstars in Space Jam? He might have. I don't think. Ch- uh, I think uh, Judge Judge is just saving it. He's just saving it for the uh, the real games. No homers in spring. He said the power is going to be there. I like to work on other things that aren't really a strength of mine. The power is not really a concern. It's kind of a humble brag. It, it, like, it, no, yeah, it's, bro, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit dingers. Don't you worry. It's so accurate though. Like just get your. He's he's doing the thing. This is this is like a a, a beautiful. 
a beautiful overlay for what spring training is. Aaron Judge is working on stuff that he needs to work on. He knows the home runs are going to hit. All he's got to do is touch the ball, get a uh, get a little bit of launch angle, and that thing's gone. Half of them uh, fly balls that are to right field that he misses are going to be home runs. So he's not worried about it. The man the man does the damage when the ball uh, and the bat make contact. He's just got to work on the other things that make him a more complete player. I love that. Yeah, I'm not worried about Judge because I don't think he gets, I don't think that sort of mental game, I don't think he plays that sort of mental game where he, he's not going to get into the regular season and be like, oh man, I didn't hit a home run in spring training and now I'm in like a home run drought. Like he'll just hit a home run in early April and then it's just fine. But whereas Gary Sanchez, who's been in a slump recently, I'm more worried about the mental aspect of it. And he's if he's not going into April 1st with the right mindset, it could be downhill quickly for Gary. I'm going in so optimistic with Gary Sanchez. I am I am not going to fall for the trap of of killing a guy when when I see a bit of a drought especially in spring training. I'm not even going to do it in the beginning of the season. I'm going to give him a leash. That's my that's where my mind is. How because many plate appearances? Or, I want him what's to the do date? well. Uh, what's the date? I'm giving him all of April. Worrying. I'm giving him all of April. Okay. So the early May, you know, weather starts May becoming 1st. a little warmer. We better start to see, you know, what he's doing then. I think that, you know, if the if the middle of May is here and and we're still around the Mendoza line and the power's not there and you know some things aren't going his way, then then there's then there's concern. Then there's concern. And we're looking back like, okay, who's the other catching? <laughs> what does the catching depth look like today? What's available on free agency? Did Robinson Trinos get released? Is he still available? Is what's his wrist doing? All of these yeah, other does anyone have Eric Kratz on speed dial? But yeah, I'm not going there. I'm not going there until I need to. And I and I and we are all like, there's no. I don't know how a Gary supporter by May 15th, if things aren't going well, can be still in the corner. I I don't I don't know how that's possible. I uh, I kind of had this revelation recently. I've is Gary Sanchez the key to the Yankees season? Because I don't think that they can win a championship with a with Kyle Higashioka as a starting catcher in the playoffs. And I don't think a team can win a championship with a catcher controversy. I just don't think it's ever happened. So I don't think it's a catcher controversy if he's not playing well, uh, you know, into the season. I think it's it's going to become... It, the controversy has already happened. Like, it, it's not new. I think when you when you talk about a controversy on a team that, that disrupts chemistry or just the way that things happen, it, it's almost like it's a new thing. And this guy was getting ousted. That's not going to be a surprise to anybody at this point, right? Like it's not, it won't even be a surprise to him. He's already been benched. Like all of these things have already happened. So according to Cashman, it shouldn't be a surprise to him. Yeah. Well, I I just don't, I don't think it's going to disrupt, you know, the clubhouse like it would if it were, you know, another uh, Jorge Posada, you know, uh, in the prime getting benched for something like, or or if it was Gary's first time getting benched. Jorge Posada got benched for Jose Molina in the 09 playoffs and he freaking hated it. Right. And what happened? But I wouldn't have called that a controversy because there was never a question who was catching the other nights. It was always Posada. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Whereas that's the thing. With, with You can have answer. With Gary, I, it was... I actually don't think... I'll go against what you're saying a little bit because I don't think that you need an all-star catcher for a championship team. You need... I think you need Did I more say all-star? So, no, no, no. You but need that's stability he, at the position. But that's what he is. That's what he is. I mean, Higgy he gives you stability defense. at the position. Does Higgy give you defensive stability? 
He does. Yeah, he gives you defensive sure, stability, fine. and and I think that's that's. But one I don't of think he gives things. you overall stability because I don't think Higgy is a competent offensive player. And if Higgy is going to be the starting catcher, who's your backup catcher? It's not going to be Gary Sanchez. So it's going to be someone conceivably worse than Higgy. Yeah. No. I mean, yes. It's not an ideal situation by any means. And what I'm my, more to my point is, is that I don't think you need an offensive catcher or uh, someone who's you know, a, a massive, massive upgrade at the position to win a championship. I think you can do it with, there's a huge lawnmower going by my house. I don't know if you can hear it or if it's extremely loud. Yeah, I can. I can't hear myself think well, right you, now. You had you had some Italians doing like some rendition of Jose Maria or whatever. It yeah, was that, was, day, that, right? was, that was strange. Yeah, they were definitely, uh, I don't know what was going on out there, but it was, it was interesting. Uh, the, um, I just don't think you need uh, that, that. That's one position where if you have, someone defensively and and someone who is controlling the pitching staff and there's good stability there. I think that's that's all you desperately need for a championship run. Yeah, I'm just I just think they they need stability and their best chance to get that is with Gary Sanchez playing well. I I guess that was my overall point. Um and, and Clint Frazier I think has been on a pretty high note entering entering the season. He he uh he's supposedly the starting left fielder. You you say you won't, no you won't give it, it. You still won't give it to him, huh? Supposedly, I want to see it. Yeah, okay. I want to see so, it with my own eyes. I want to well, see April first. We've already heard day, that. Clint we've Frazier. already heard that that Gary's going to be the starting catcher. We, that's been yep. said. He's already said that uh, that that uh, Frazier's the starting left fielder. That's been said. Who doesn't say that he's the opening day first? You know, left fielder. But that's what I'm I saying. Think he alluded to it. He I think we're all said in a good place. Clint Frazier Gardner was well. signed. Yeah. He's also playing he, right field. He also, he also uh, was rocking Mickey Mantle t-shirts. Apparently didn't know Mickey Mantle was a switch hitter. I don't believe him. I just flat out don't believe him. No, he's a good troll. I don't know why he would lie about that, but I just don't believe him. He picked number 77 because... Susan Wolf. Partially because of Mickey Mantle. It was also partially because of Judge had 99 and uh, the, the guy who busted his knee had 88. We always forget his name. Dustin Fowler. But I just don't believe that you could be a professional baseball player and not know Mickey Mantle was a switch hitter. Yeah, that's a tough one, especially playing for the New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah. You just feel like you're going to pick that up by osmosis by just walking through the hallways. Yeah, um, yeah, it's literally in your face all the time. Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on before we get to our main topic? That's that's uh, Look, the one thing that I am very excited about too, uh, we talked about how the infield plays out with, uh, you know, with Bruce potentially as a backup over there, Andrew Hart being gone, we we said that uh, um, Urshela played some shortstop. We're going to see what happens with Wade. But my favorite thing about this this infield is that Glaber and DJ LeMahieu are now best friends. They're best friends. Oh, it's, right. It, it's giving me a little bit of a... Or um, Starling Castro. Do you Starling think Starling Castro. Castro saw that, like saw the report by Brian Hoke? Oh, DJ... Uh, Labor Torres has been following DJ LeMahieu around all spring and wants to learn his masterful ways. And and Starlin Castro looks at that and just been like, huh. I used to have something with, with Didi. Me and Didi used to have this, and now it's DJ and Glaber. Two different people, two very different people. But yes, one uh, one blossoming relationship. And I and I love it because I think that if you're Glaber Torres, I mean, can you you can't possibly shadow a better person than DJ LeMahieu. So it's uh it's beautiful. I'm I'm ready to start seeing that. That's a that's a a good combination up the middle that's going to get even better. He's just going to listen to DJ and do everything DJ says that that will improve the way that he plays, and it's going to be perfect. 
See, I see DJ LeMayhew in this situation not saying an actual word to Glaber. He just says, you follow me around. Like he'll say, you follow me around this week. I'm not going to say anything to you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But you're going to learn a whole hell of a lot. And he just he just emulates his emulates everything he does. The the way he puts his jock strap on, everything down to that. Do what I do, not what I say. Like, what are those two talking about? Seriously. What the hell are those two talking about? Hey, look, there, there's a lot. You've, you've seen a lot of those relationships on the Yankees, too. I think with like Aaron Judge, Matt Holliday, you got your veteran presence with the with the young that guy makes at the sense. Time. They both bench. They both love bench pressing. They can talk about that. DJ, what did Glaber I mean, Torres and DJ Glaber literally used to play the position that DJ plays. They've played the same position. They're bonding over second base. They're bonding about that. Uh, literally, they flank the, the the bag. So it's perfect. Other than baseball, what do they have in common? I don't know. They both might hockey. They mo- they both both might like hockey. We <laughs> they're both big was, uh, working on his wrist shot last year. I don't know. Glaber could be a good hockey player. I could see that. He's got the he's got the build for it. They're both puckheads. Okay, got it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all gone through a lot over the past year plus with COVID. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area. And it's available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash bronx21. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. We have a great special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash bronx21. One more time, betterhelp.com slash bronx21. So the main thing I want to talk about is if the Yankees and 
Will the Yankees utilize more than a five-man rotation this year? I'm hesitant to call it a six-man rotation because Boone has already said they're going to enter the season with five starting pitchers, but he made the caveat that they're going to need many more starting pitchers to get through the season. I don't know if he means injuries, but I think there is a growing concern around baseball that with the innings jump for many of these guys from 2020 shortened season to 2021, that they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to spread out the innings among more pitchers because... If you go from throwing whatever it was last year, how many how many innings did they throw? 40, 40 innings, 50 innings, all the way up to 150, 170 innings? That's going to be a major problem. Um, I put out a poll on at Yankees Podcast. Should the Yankees experiment with a six-man rotation? And the 59% people said yes. So there's actually a lot of Yankee fans who would like to see it. Do you think that's because they think there's more than five pitchers worthy of making starts or do you think that's because the five pitchers are that the Yankees are going to enter the season with are probably not it's not the best way for them to win games no I think that there's a level of excitement with each of the guys I think it's a a different type of thing too so so I, I think one of the interesting things with which with what the Yankees are dealing with right now is that they have a very uh the the end of this the sixth man or the seventh man are young guys and I think Yankees fans want to see these young guys pitch, but they also understand that there are people that are performing ahead of them right now. There are guys that are, are pitching well, and it's going to be tough uh, for you know a Garcia to get on the team. Obviously, Clark Schmidt's well behind everybody else, but that's another guy that um, you know we're I think all pining to see pitch to the his his capabilities. When you when you look at what happened, you know last year on the offsite, and then even you know before um, uh, his his Tommy John you understood what kind of pitcher he could be and and the way that the Yankees felt about Clark Schmidt and that he was kind of ahead of his years with uh, with how he was going to progress through the system. So I think there's a lot of excitement still, even though it's a bit more tempered now that Garcia, David Garcia has definitely been the guy who's uh, who's taken the, the most of the limelight, I think. But there are good pitchers ahead of them right now. So we also understand that some of those good pitcher, pitchers have injury risk. And I think that every one of us wants these guys to be available come September, October, and whatever that, whatever those means are, we're let's, let's go because the drop-off isn't that great when you're looking at the other guys that are in the sixth and seventh spot. So in true nerd fashion, Fangraphs wrote an article about this and, and the cost of a, of using a six man rotation. And you are right. The Yankees drop off from starter number five to six to seven is not big. But the cost of a potential six-man rotation for the Yankees is massive because you're sacrificing 30-plus innings from Garrett Cole if you were to use a yeah. true six-man rotation. And that's why the true six-man rotation will not happen. There will be some type, right. of, uh, type of hybrid, which makes this whole thing very interesting because they're really walking into to a, a new territory with the, you know, the layers of veteran guys who are coming off of injury, Kluber and Tyone. Definitely, we don't know what to expect from them, but we also know that their upside is huge. And then you have Montgomery, who's I'd say safely beyond, you know, safely past Tommy John at this point, right? Like we're not we're not as much worried about his arm health. I don't think it's just more of uh, him getting back into executing pitches and being able to, um, you know, withstand the full season. And so, and then Domingo Herman, who's just a giant question mark, but also has the ability and has flashed really good, really good stuff and has pitched well in spurt. So 
there's a there's a mix uh there's a mixed bag of like what we're ready to expect from these guys that's I think unprecedented in in how they're doing it. But they can't allow Garrett Cole to miss starts. He won't allow it one, and the Yankees would be stupid to do it given the amount of uh, investment they have in him. Yeah, and, and um so if all if 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 the Yankees do a hybrid, it would be Garrett Cole plus a five man rotation. So you have Garrett Cole every five days, and then you have five guys to fill four games. It's pretty pretty straightforward. Assuming the math works out and no one goes down with injuries and everything goes to plan, that's thirty two starts from Garrett Cole. If you figure six innings per start, that's one hundred and ninety four innings for Garrett Cole. Everyone else gets twenty six starts. You figure five innings a start for everyone else because they're not as good as Garrett Cole. That's 130 innings from everyone else. Now, I have no clue how Luis Severino plays into this or if he plays into this in the second half. We hope he does. I, I think that's just, we hope he does. It's just too many. It's, it's, that's going to break my brain to try and fit him into this as well. Waldman so, and, and, and John Sterling will be so happy because do you remember back when Severino was coming up and after he had success in the bullpen? And I think that it was partially because everybody has been you know, dazed and confused from the Phil Hughes and the Jabba Chamberlains of the world and what the Yankees did. They, Susan, Waldman was definitely, Susan was definitely really uh, very, very upset about this. Him not being uh, a bullpen arm for forever. Like they, she wanted him to be a bullpen arm forever. She's going to get her wish. See, that's surprising. That's surprising because don't you think Susan and John, they're more old school. They want to see guys come up and be starting pitchers. They want to see the traditional starter. Give they don't me, want to see give me 110 broken. pitches. Workhorse. Don't don't fix something that's not broken. It was is the philosophy there. Yeah. And it was working. Is this going to be John Sterling's last season? We, I think we've said that for like the, the past five years. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like this is a, a Mariano. Last year was a Mariano moment. John Sterling didn't want to retire Can't in a season that like year. that. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like he's just put he's putting it off to this year, get through the year, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like we're, God, we're, God we're bless coming him. to the it's, end it's for Sterling soon. on the radio. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. coming. They're doing the the whole Michael K, John Sterling uh, together in the booth thing, which, which is cool because I used to listen to them when I was a kid on seven seventy. Um, but yeah, they're they're kind of doing that. It's, it feels like the beginning of a farewell tour, uh, a, the beginning of a farewell tour. So I wouldn't be surprised. And remember, we talked about if they're doing it in, they're not in Florida. No, they're, 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 they're yeah. They were at Yankee Stadium calling the spring training game. Yeah, they're remote. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll, if the whole season they're going to be remote because John and Susan hated that last year. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to play out for them. Well, you know, I think as, as uh, we get, I mean, we're damn close to the season already at 20% of capacity. They're building more people into that stadium. Hopefully uh, in the next, you know, month and a half, two months, we're, we're up much, much higher and, and it's, Becoming more of a normal for them as well, uh, but it's not for them right now. So we'll see. And I hope John Sterling's health is is okay. I really do. There's also part of the hypothesis on the six man rotation is that if you give guys extra days off in between starts, in theory, they should be better in their start, right? Like Masahiro Tanaka, extra days rest, boom, beautiful. Count on six plus innings when he's on extra days rest. Well, the data didn't show that. Fangraphs said extra days of rest seem to have a small but beneficial effect on pitchers. For each extra day of rest, their expected FIP improves relative their relative to their seasonal average by roughly 0. .06. It's really statistically insignificant. That is that would not be a reason to move to a six man rotation to get added added uh, performance from your guys. If you want to say slight added performance plus improved health potentially, then I could see it. 
But again, you're not doing it for Garrett Cole because you're not cutting 30, 30 innings or seven starts or six starts from Garrett Cole's workload. And who knows? Maybe they don't want to do it for Corey Kluber or maybe they don't want to do it for Jordan Montgomery. I don't know. But, but, but that's the thing that the, but, like when you when you look at that that stat, this is part of the reason why numbers kind of drive me nuts sometimes in baseball is that 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 is such a personal thing. You you have to identify what the player is, you know, what they're uh, if they're able to get their their uh, you know their their uh, routine disrupted and still be able to pitch at a high level. If the rest is helping them physically execute pitches, or if it's just you know maybe they're getting tight and they're not you know in that in that same. Uh, groove as they would every five days. It's just, it depends on the player. It depends on how their body reacts, uh, where they, which is stage of their career. It all depends. It really does. Masahiro Tanaka was throwing, you know, he was throwing countless innings before he even got over to the States. Like the guy had a lot more um, run on his arm than anybody in, in the United States because Japan just didn't have the same rules that youth baseball does. Well, Japan here. did a, did a, they didn't do a, Japan, from my understanding, does not do a six man rotation. But they just have more off days, so they pitch every six days, right? That's what Japan does. I don't know exactly what they do, but I know that that uh, as he's coming up, he's throwing a ton more innings, just a ton more innings. There's not as there's not as much limitation on. But it's once a week as you're uh, right. But as you're uh, coming up through uh, through baseball, there's just not as many limitations as they are policed here. They have different philosophies. Right, exactly. they, their 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 philosophy is you throw more to build your arm strength. You you don't manage your throwing to build to make sure you keep your arm healthy. It's kind of like a an active or reactive kind of type of thing. Yeah, and and like I mean, Trevor again, Bauer but believes it's a, this it, it too. It goes down to the player. It goes back to the player. It goes back to the player. How does that player react Trevor, to an extra day rest? Remember Bauer talked about this in his off season media blitz. Talked about doing a four-man rotation because he feels that's when he's at his peak performance, when he's get his arm gets his arm to a four-day four-day rotation workload. Yeah, I I say good for you. You should try it. Let's see. I want to see what that looks like in uh, in in September October. Forty-six million dollars a year. What is he? What that's is, true. What does he and care? I know it may not matter for him at all. His objective is hit. Maybe he doesn't care about winning championships. I I would like to see what the player looks like at that point. So if we're going to do an experiment, let's see one. They. I'm sure they could do it. They have, although they have a ton of really good pitching. So they, they theoretically would want more guys to roll out. I don't know. So do you want to see the Yankees do a, a six man hybrid? Cole it's, pitches every fifth day. Everyone else filters in for those remaining days. Cause you, you do have, I mean, even if Garcia starts, well, spring train or excuse me, triple a starting a month later. So what is Garcia going to do? If Garcia does not make the opening day roster, what is Garcia going to do in April? Because there's no spring, there's no AAA games. And he's going to throw he's simulated got extended games. Spring he's gonna, training, yeah. He's he's going to extend his spring training. They're going to have inner squads. Probably they'll, they'll do they'll do as much as they can to simulate it as as well as they can. Right? You know, we talked about the wet the wet wet pitches, dry pitches, b whips, all of the above. But we've never talked about the, wet pitches before. <laughs> he's going to get the reps in. He's going to get the reps in. That's called and, a spitball, Scott. Those are illegal. Yeah, you know, depends if you're uh, if you're looking for that kind of that that kind of thing or not. If you step off the mound, you know, goober on your hand, it's fine. The thing is, is that he's going to get them in. I don't think they're as worried about that. But I think the what's interesting about this, the way that the, it lines up for the six man, is that it's probably going to happen anyway, no matter what. Like I really think it's going to happen. It's not, they're just I, not going to call it a six man rotation. Yeah, exactly. It's going to feel. It's going to. They're just going to skip a start here. You're going to blink, and you're like, oh, uh-huh. wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a six man rotation. We're not going to call it that. We're not going to say anything about it. But it's probably going to happen in some capacity. But what happens with the roster? 
because you're not going to carry six starting pitchers because then you're wasting you're wasting roster space. But that's the beauty of it. You have a, if you're if you're rotating kind of a if this hybrid acts like Garrett Cole is going, um, you know, as as he would on a normal on on his normal day rest, and then you're just you have another rotation going, a five man rotation outside of Cole. You can you can hide people from the roster. It I think it'll be but, but they, they have that. to how. You have to send guys down, and then they need a certain amount of time before they can come back up. There's also options that come into play. Right, that's true. You might, uh, you might take a. And a you're not going to send. You're not going to send Corey Kluber down. You're not going to send Jordan like Jamison Tyon down. It's going to no. be Domingo Herman and Correct. Debbie Garcia who you're you're doing this to. Correct. And then you're just wasting their options if you do this. And or, then you have to wait a certain number of days unless there's an injury before they can come back. All true. There's been a a, a movement in baseball. I believe Jason Stark also wrote about this that. Baseball should adapt a active and non-active roster. And the players union would love this because you could be active for the game. You could have 25 active players for the game, but you can carry 27 or 28 total roster, total major league roster spots. So if Jordan Montgomery pitches on Tuesday, he's not on the active roster Wednesday. I mean that would make so that would make a lot of sense for uh, for definitely the players union because you're getting more bodies up ready to go, uh, being able to make impact, which means they get paid, which means there's more opportunities for pay. So that's a good thing for them. I mean it's probably a better it's probably a better thing for the product of baseball to be honest because then you're you're able to uh, take advantage more of fresh fresh guys doing what they do the best. Professional athletes who are uh, you know at their at their peak I think is a good thing. Um, I want to watch them compete. That said, it's like. It takes some strategy out of the game too, you know. I, so the baseball. Well, no, no. You shouldn't. Say, you should only be able to do it with starting pitchers. You should not be able to oh, do just it with the starting rotation. Bullpen. Yeah, you can only do it with with starting pitchers. But you're still. It does take an element of strategy out of it, or adds an element, I guess, depending on how you're looking at it. But you're you're now getting another body, right? And you're able to to do um, either. But you're replacing a starter with a starter. Jordan Montgomery's not on the active roster that day, but then Jamison Tyon gets added. Okay, so you're still going to have it's an not extra, like you're adding. You're still having an extra position you're though, a because you're you're taking one off. You'd still have another spot o- available for a the manager to be able to do something with, which which again he doesn't need to. You know he could give another guy an extra day off. Uh, so you might see a fifth outfielder playing more often than you would see a starting. Like there are, there will be a trickle down effect where you'll get more of the you know fifth outfielder or the extra infielder playing a little bit more often. More I'm just curious because the swaps, more p- bullpen uh, moves could make the game longer. So the, the Mariners and the Tigers already said they're going to do a six-man rotation this year. So I'm curious to see how they manage their roster because you're either carrying one less bullpen arm or you're moving guys, you're shuttling guys up and down to AAA. It's easier to do that with a bullpen arm rather than a starting pitcher, right? But if you're skipping a guy on a, on a rotation spot, it, it then the math becomes a little closer with how long they have to stay away from the team and how, when you can bring them back up. Doesn't, doesn't have to be 10 days. Yeah. So you could play a little game of leapfrog there. One guy's out. Now you're in. You, you unless, sit 10 days. Unless you so, sit 10 days. someone pulls you sit 10 days. a Rodney Dangerfield, ow, my arm. And then they go down with an injury and then they can come back up. Yeah. It, it all, it will, it will depend on how many options they have. It depends on uh, that, how that rotation can actually shake out. And if they have the ability to, get guys off the roster without losing them. Yeah. So I think for the Yankees, they, they definitely have uh, younger teams. It would be easier to do with. 
younger team, like a, a Detroit Tigers, I could see it easier because they have more guys with options as well. Yeah. Right now, the Yankees have six guys who can pitch in the major leagues, and then they potentially have a seventh starter in Severino whenever he returns. You have Clark Schmidt, Johnny Loizaga, Luis Sessa, Michael King as depth pieces who I'm sure will all get a start at some point this season for one reason or another. So whether they call it a six-man rotation, a hybrid five-man rotation, or they just call it a regular freaking rotation. I mean, if you're asking me the over-under a number of guys who make starts for the Yankees this year, putting that over-under at nine and a half. See, this is the thing. Like, if we wanted to, we could have easily said that there was a six-man rotation with the opener. But they changed the goddamn name of the position. So now you're like, oh, well, well no, well, because they didn't use five plus an opener. They used four plus an opener. But you use more than one opener. And now you have another guy there. So so now you have more multiple people who have started a game. So you tell me what the difference is. Besides the fact that they changed Not the including name. openers. Not and including th- openers. I don't, so. you can't say that to me though. Because what if the guy only goes three innings and he's a starting pitcher? Now what? <laughs> now what? It, so this is a philosophical what if the guy question. Gets, what if a guy, if a guy pitches for one inning or one at bat and then gets pulled in a playoff game? What is that guy? Was Devi Garcia an opener or a starter in game two of the ALDS? I have no idea. I don't, some people will say he's a starter. Some people will say he's a, uh, some people will say he's an opener. Some people will say he was just a pawn in a stupid game of, of chess that backfired horribly. We're all, they're all just pitchers. Maybe they'll just all go. That's by it. They're pitchers. They're pitchers. We're all people. Damn it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's I think it's going to be interesting to watch. I think uh I think because, you know, y- uniquely the Yankees this this year unlike the past few years where we're like, "Oh, we got Tanaka, we got Severino, we got Paxton, same same things over and over again." There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of wild cards to this starting rotation that I think could be really good or could be really bad. I agree. I'm expecting them to be good because it's going to be fun to watch and there's going to be a lot of shifting things. Uh, that'll be interesting. There'll be storylines all over the place, that's for sure. And, you know, if a, if a guy like Corey Kluber or Jamison Tyon, one of them, if one of them do well, if both of them do well, amazing. If one of them do well, it's a great story. Either one of them. Like, they're both great stories. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But then you have the kids who are ready to come up. You have, you know, Herman and how you look at that situation. You have Montgomery coming back from uh, Tommy John. There's a lot of storylines around this thing. And then you have Garrett Cole, who's the rock. Oh, by the way, he's got a personal catcher situation. So, yeah, there's a lot. Of, there, there's potentially a lot of drama around the around Sprinkle the pitchers. A little personal catcher controversy to the to the mix. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll definitely be back later in the week after we get an update on Jay Bruce's situation and any other Yankees stuff that happens. Then we'll talk to you guys in a couple days. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.